our dear Lord in heaven, we exalt your name this evening. We magnify your name, the author of life, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one that sustains, the one that preserves, the one that does a thing and no one can ask you, what doest thou? You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be adored. As a church, we are grateful that you took us out and you brought us back here. And your presence is still with us. Your presence is everything that matters. And so this evening, dear Lord, we ask, sit enthroned upon chapel of praise. Sit enthroned upon the sound. Sit enthroned upon the hearts of your children. And let only what comes from your throne be heard. In the name of Jesus, change our situations, transform our lives. Bless us in no mean measure. At the end, we'll have reasons to give you praise. This we pray and believe in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus and take your seat. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to be among you this evening once again. And for this opportunity, I thank Mama. God bless you, Ma. Thank you so much. And every other person, church executives, members, workers, everyone, thank you for this great privilege. God will help us this evening in the name of Jesus. I'd like us to turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 25. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 25. You know, in Second Chronicles, the most talked about place in chapter 20 is verse 20. But today we are shifting a bit from that. We are looking at chapter 20, verse 25. It says, And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with their dead bodies, and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And there were three days in gathering of the spoil, and it was so much. There were three days in gathering of the spoil, and it was so much. I'd like us to also turn to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians 3 verse 13. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse 14, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 15, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in anything Ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Personally, as a for me, I have always liked um, the army, their formation, their discipline, their I don't mean Nigerian army or SARS. I'm talking about most especially like um, the U.S. Army, and the one that intrigues me most is the Israeli Army or the Israelite Army. And 
What pulls me to them is the way they organize themselves and the way they are organized about everything they do, the discipline. But one thing you should know is that it's not their uniform. It's not their uniform that makes them who they are. It's the things they've passed through. Praise the Lord. Everything they have faced in different stages of their um, different stages of their fightings and all of that. That's what has intrigued me most about them. And the ability to survive rough conditions. You know, mostly war is not a one-day thing. The shortest recorded in history was Israelite on of six days. That in recent times, I don't mean in Bible times now. So when they set out for war and everything, they carry supplies that will last them. They carry their backpacks and everything. And in their backpacks, it's not, it's not for fancy. You know, most people doing research came to understand that people that carry too heavy backpacks tend to fall under the loads and cannot go forward. They cannot function very well. I'm going somewhere. In their backpacks, the things that they consider very essential are food. They do not carry large quantity of food, but lightweight food that gives much energy. Praise the Lord. And beside that, they carry first aid kits. A soldier must know how to give himself first aid and any of his colleagues that may fall beside him. Beside that, they go on to carry hydration kits, like where they store their water and everything. Then they carry personal items. Things that remind them of home. For Christians, they can carry a small pocket Bible. They carry pictures of their families. That's what, that's what motivates them to keep going. Hallelujah. And then all of these things that they carry, you'll not see them carrying medals that they've won from previous wars. They will not carry medals that they've won from previous wars. They will not carry their words into their back. That is extra unneeded weight. Hallelujah. And then in the place that we read in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 25, from the beginning, the story of the children of Mount Seir, the Amorites and all of those that came together to fight against Jehoshaphat was that they carried stuff in their own backpacks. And when the Israelites came to strip them off, they saw jewels. The Bible says precious jewels and items of value that it took them about three days to clear off all those spoil. It brought me to a question of why carrying jewels and other things? Those jewels, like they signify your past awards, your past victories, your past everything. It brought me to the topic of our message today. How far can you go with past glory? How far can you go with past glory? The Israelites, as they used to go to war in those days, the best of all they could carry apart from the Ark of Covenant and some other things that God may instruct the time, was javelin, spear, and very essential things just for the war. There was no need for items that they've worn in the previous battles. 
It's a question that God is asking every one of us today. How far can you go with past glories? Hallelujah. Philippians 3 verse 13, when the apostle Paul wrote, he wrote that there's one thing that he does. He forgets the things that are behind. And he press on. Because except you forget what is behind, you cannot move forward. A popular saying goes that sometimes we look too often at a closed door that we do not see when God has opened another one. Hallelujah. How far can you go with past glory? Is past glory in itself all bad? Then why does God allow us victory along the way? If past glory is all bad, why do we have those little wins? Why do we have those little successes where we are still heading to the goal? For Christians now, our goal is that we must make heaven. We must meet with Jesus at the end. But why does he allow miracles to happen along the way? Why does he allow all these things to happen while we are still pressing to the high calling? There's a reason for it. He allows us to win because there will be days of helplessness. That's number one thing you should note. Why does God allow us to have these little victories, these glories along the way? Because there will be days of helplessness. I'd like us to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 21. First Samuel chapter 17 first rather first Samuel chapter 17 verse 54 we are taking it step by step first Samuel 7 verse 54 says and David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem but he put in his tent. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. His armor in his tent. David went to the war with just eight and five stones. He went to the war with a sling and five stones. So when David did not to kill him with he one sword killed the Philistine twenty-one. By this time Saul was Saul began to fight against David, trying to. Then, David and Jonathan on something. They agreed on a ruse and, and left Jerusalem. First Samuel chapter twenty. It remember I said that you need a past glory for the day of helplessness. But without surrendering it to God, it cannot be of help. 
It was in Jerusalem that David took the armor and placed it in his tent. But when he wanted it, he went to the temple of God. That means in between that time that he killed Goliath and the time that helplessness came, he had surrendered the victory to God. Praise the Lord. You need the victories that you have today for the days of helplessness. You need it for the days of helplessness. But it will never be of value to you if you do not surrender it to God. Hallelujah. There are days you need it for encouragement. You need it for encouragement. The first was for the days of helplessness. In 1 Samuel chapter 17. In chapter 17 when David went to war. He told the Philistine that the God that delivered me from the hand of the bear and the hand of the lion will also deliver me today. It was for an encouragement. Those are the two things that you need so that the victories that you are having today, you know the purpose that it is for. But except David had surrendered it to God first, it would have been of no use. So when you have wins today, when there are victories today, do not forget to surrender it to God. Except you surrender it to God, you may not find them when you need them tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then, the greater part of it is that there are dangers to pass glory. There are dangers to pass glory. If you cannot forget the things that are past, then you cannot move forward. If you cannot forget those things that are past, you cannot move forward. One of the stories that prick me most in the Bible is a story of Samson in Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16 verse 20. After all the days that Delilah was pestering him, asking him, where is the secret of your strength? One day, Samson finally decided to open up. And he told him, a razor has not come upon my head before. When he did that, the next thing was that Delilah had his head shaved off. And then called him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Samson thought to himself in verse 20, I will go out as at other times. I will shake myself. But he did not know that the Lord was departed from him. Friends, past glory can be more dangerous than it is useful. Past glory can be more dangerous than it is useful. It makes no sense every time to say, this was what was happening when I was this, when I was that. This is what was happening. What is happening today? What is happening today? In the days I used to pray for 10 hours. We used to see this. We used to see that. What is happening today? If it is all about, I will shake myself as I before. May it not be that God has left you. Samson thought to himself, I will shake myself. As at other times, that means he was conscious that other times he would shake himself. Of course, when he went out the other time that he was bound, the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him. 
Maybe he did not realize and he shook his hands. The Bible says that the ropes that they tied him with became like flax that fire has burned and it just went away. Maybe the victories that you are not recognizing God in, it is because the spirit of God had come upon you before. Past glory is dangerous. It brings false hope. It brings pride. It brings hindrances from future possibilities. When you are always looking back, you cannot see what is before you. Second Chronicles chapter 20 that we read talked about these people. They came to war, but what did they pack? It was not sword, it was not spear, it was precious jewels and items of value. That is what they carried to war. How will jewels and items of value win the war that is before you? How will your past glory win the war that is before you? And like in the case of Samson, too many times after that, it landed him in death. At least not so far away. Immediately the Philistines captured him. The first thing they did was they took away his eyes. Focusing on the past can make you blind. It brings blindness. It brings death. That is the danger of having a past glory that you do not surrender to God. We thank God for the wins. We thank God for the victories. We thank God for what God used to do when we first got born again. But what is happening today? Paul said, I forget those things that are behind me. I press on because I have not yet apprehended. That is what he said. I have not yet reached where I should. Hallelujah. I like you to note that you can still overcome the stronghold of past glory. I like us to turn to Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Though your beginning was small, that means that compared to the things that you have left, the future is brighter than that. Thank God that you have seen a dead person rise to life. Thank God that you've prayed and someone has gotten healed. That means that things that are ahead of you are greater than what you've done in the past. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your past victory is a sign. It's not a sign that you are still victorious. Having vision for the future is. So you can overcome the stronghold of past glory by having a vision for the future. Your past glory is not a sign that you are still victorious today. Having a vision for the future is what the sign is. That is all I came to tell us this night. How far can you go with past glory? It used to be like this. 
It used to be like this. This is what used to happen. This is what happened when we pray for one hour, two hours, three hours. What's happening today? What is the vision that you have caught for the years to come? What have you seen for the years to come? I like us to think on these words again. Compare where you have come. We've come a long way, like so long. You have seen so many victories, but there are still greater things in future. There are still greater things that you can accomplish if you can surrender the past like David did to God. The generations to come need the stories but they also want to see what is happening now. It is not enough to say that this is what used to happen. What is happening now? How far can you go with past glory? I'd like us to stand to our feet. That is everything that you have to think about tonight. What is the vision for the years to come? There's a song that says that God is our strength. Oh, he's been our hope for ages past, but he's still our strength for years to come. He is the same yesterday. He's the same today, but remember, he's still the same tomorrow. There is still a tomorrow. I like us to lift our voice and begin to surrender to God. Whatever wins you have seen in the past. Whatever victories you have come across. Yes, God used me to do this. God used me to do that. Surrender it to God. Compare with him that has seen the future. We have not scratched it yet. We have seen so much. You have seen so many victories. But there is still enough for tomorrow. There is still too much for tomorrow. I like you to lift your voice and in your own words begin to tell God I surrender to you everything that I have come through everything that I have seen the victories of yesteryears I lay it all I surrender it to you I surrender all to you I surrender everything everything that I have seen the victories it is true that it was Goliath that announced David, but there were still things in the future. I surrender to you everything I have ever owned. I surrender to you. Can someone begin to speak to God? I surrender the victories I had seen. I surrender the strength of yesteryears. I surrender all. I surrender all. There is nothing that past glory can really do compared to what God has put ahead of you tomorrow. Lord, we surrender all. Take the stage. Have your way. Take the stage. Everything that we've ever accomplished, we've come to lay it down today. Take the stage. It is you that gave it to us. Take it. Take it. Take it. Everything that we've ever owned. I don't know about you, but I have surrendered all. I have accomplished much in the past, but there's still hope for tomorrow. Can someone lift his own voice and begin to speak to God? The reason you will not pray is because you think that there is nothing in the future. 
But if you know that there's still greater things ahead of you, your letter N should greatly increase. You will begin to surrender to him. Take the stage, Lord. Take the stage and have your way. Take the stage. Everything that we've ever owned. Take the stage. Take the stage, Lord. Take the stage. You stood on the stage. You've accomplished much. But it's time to surrender to God. Take the stage, Lord. Can someone begin to pray? Lord, I surrender it to you. All I want to see in my future is you glorified. I don't know about you, but that is what we came to do. Surrender all to God. Surrender all to God. And when you David surrendered his to the temple of God. That is why in the day of helplessness, he could find something to pick up again. I surrender. The stage I have stood on before, all of it I surrender to you. It is nothing compared to where you are taking me to. Have your way, Jesus. We surrender it all to you. Our victories, the card that Barriat has given, is a deep monster subject to your name. Regatella In the name of Jesus Christ. I like the media to give us Ezra chapter 3. Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. Said and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever towards Israel and all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid verse 12 he said but many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice and many shouted for joy that place has a connection to Hagar chapter 2 verse 3 he said when the temple was rebuilt this when they came back from Babylon and then the temple of Solomon was destroyed Another one was built. 
And then the people were shouting. The younger generation, they were praising God. Such a great temple. He says, but the older people, the ancient men, they cried because they knew what was in that place before. They knew the magnificence of the temple that Solomon had raised. But God spoke to them. And that's what you find in Haggai chapter 2 verse 3. Haggai chapter 2 verse 3. Then who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Please go to verse 7. Verse 7. He said, and I will shake all nations, and the desires of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 8. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, said the Lord. And verse 9. Verse 9, please. Said the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, said the Lord. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. The people were crying. In the physical eye, the previous house was greater. But God is saying that the glory of this present house will be greater than the former. I'd like you to lift your voice and pray. Lord, let my past not be greater than my future. Let my past not be greater than my future. That is all you can pray this night. Let it not be that the greatest stories of my life are in my past. Let my past not be greater than my future. He says, I will shake the heavens and the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. No matter what you have done, the future can be brighter. Let my past not be greater than the future. Let my yesterday not be greater than my future. The path of the righteous is like a light that shines brighter and brighter to the perfect day. Let my best days not be behind. Let my best grades not be behind. Let it be that the best days of my life are not behind, Lord. Let my best days not be behind. Let my best days not be behind. Let my best days not be behind. Give me a glimpse of the future. Give me a glimpse of the future. Give me what the future looks like. Let me have a glimpse into the future. Let me have a vision of the future. Give me a glimpse of the future. Give me a glimpse of what the future looks like. Jesus, because of the glory that was set before him, he despised the shame. He forgot all of them until he was seated at the right hand of God the Father because he saw what the future was. That is why when Satan tempted him, he said, bow down 
to me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. Jesus rejected it. He knew that one day all power in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth will be given to him. So the power of the earth was nothing. Give me a glimpse of the future, dear Lord. Give me a glimpse of the future. Let me see what the future is like so that I can forget the past glories. Give me a glimpse of the future. Give me a glimpse of the future. Let me understand, just like Jesus, for the glory that is set ahead. Let me despise the shame of today. Let my path shine brighter and better. It is a time to resurrender yourself to God. It is a time to ask God, give me a vision. Let me see where I am going to. Let the immediate glory not keep me here. Let the immediate glories not keep me here. Let me not forsake what is before because of what is behind. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, just like you were able to forget the shame of the past. When Satan brought his temptation that all the kingdoms of this world would become yours, you ignored him. Because on a certain time like this, all power in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth will be given to you. Jesus, grant us a vision of our future that we may forget the things that are past, that we may press on to the high calling that you have set for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, help us to surrender the victories to you. Every victory we see on each step of the way, Help us to surrender it all to you. Let it not be that our past will be more glorious than our futures. In the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord, even this night, help us to reconsider these words and to pay attention to the future that you have for us. This we pray in Jesus' name. You can celebrate Jesus.